Dawson's Creek. Welcome back to Creek Talk. This is Steven. And I'm Jamie. And this week, we're recapping Season 5, Episode 4, The Long Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) Jamie. Steven. So we have a returning guest this week to recap this episode because I thought it just would have been appropriate considering... All of the stress and death we went through in the last episode. So please welcome back to our podcast, my longest friend in my life, Aubrey Williams. Welcome back, Aubrey. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Yeah, we need to do some some, uh, damage control. (laughs) Well, we invited you on last episode because... um, one, I was an extra on that episode. So we went down Wilmington that during that and and filmed. But um we thought you were actually in scenes, but apparently you weren't. So I was like, you know what? I don't feel like she got enough exposure. And oh, we, thank need you. To, I appreciate we need her to help us recap the um the finale of Mitch Leary at his death. So why don't you Love just it. get back on to talk about his funeral episode? And yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we're so glad that you're back. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I know I didn't get enough 10 minutes of shooting in a marsh uh, outside of Screen Gems in a field somewhere, you know? <laughs> Screen Gems, E-U-E. Is that what it was called? E-U-E, yeah. <laughs> what does that... I never looked it up. Do you know what it stands for, E-U-E? I have no idea. I have no idea. God, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> you want it? Yeah, Screen Gems, E-U-E. One you of our crack, crack team will find out. We were little... Estimated annual units? No, that can't be right. No, In production. Uh, esti- no, that's estimated annual usage. Do you, do you wait Wikipedia? <laughs> owned a toilet? <laughs> it's not saying. Owned a toilet. Oh, Elliot Unger and Elliot. Oh, so they must in- be the people who like created it. In 1948, they teamed up with William Unger to form Elliot Unger and Elliot. Uh, and oh. the previous, so the brothers Stephen and Michael Elliot founded founded the studio in New York. Because Green Gems is like not only in North Carolina, right? It was New York primarily. I think so. I'm not sure, but I know that you know <laughs> we only I only know the one in Wilmington. <laughs> yeah, we've only ever been to the one. We've only ever toured the one in fake climbed through Dawson's window and one in Wilmington. So yeah. I know I was telling Jamie that I showed her some pictures. Um, But what did you guys think of this episode? Jamie, you were, you had a thought before I cut you off. You I know. Back? No, no, it's okay. I have some like a weird mood earlier. Like <laughs> I'm in a weird mood the last couple of days. And um, this, I don't know, this episode, man, they could not have picked a better day for this damn episode because I was like, I can't do it. Aww. I'm upset. But it's fine. It's fine. We're through it. And uh, I won't have to watch it again. It was it was a very emotional episode. Like, they did a really great job. I really liked how they were portraying the memories and how seamless it was. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's it was... It was like it was them reliving the memory, but the timeline was off. Like the one with Dawson, and he's like, "Well, your twelfth birthday," even though Dawson was clearly a teenager. Um, 
and all, all of it. It was all really, really good. So it was a very well done episode, in my opinion, but it was very sad. Yeah, I agree. What about you, Aubrey? Yeah, I would agree. I really liked, I mean, it, it tugged on your heartstrings when you had those really happy moments with like the actors and John Wesley ship, and then you're like, oh, he's dead. Um, yeah. Yeah. I also, the beginning kind of like, I, cause I like didn't remember this episode fully. So like the, the, the beginning when like the extras were running to Leary's Fresh Fish, I'm like, people don't run to restaurants though. I like, know. <laughs> got really hard to but the beginning felt very jarring to me because I was like, they are sprinting and then they're just like not really acting outside of this door. And then it's like closed for death and family. And then it's like the sad piano, like I know. Yeah, the sad <laughs> instrumental. Yeah. yeah. I love that they couldn't put like an actual sign up. It was written on like a manila envelope folder. Yeah, I was like, I felt like they were going to start it more heartfelt. Cause like, I remember that episode being heartfelt, but then I was like, this is how it opened the whole time. They really just kind of <laughs> threw it in your face with that. They were just like clothes for death in the family. And that's just, that's what it was. Cause the last we saw, right. Is just the crash in the headlights. You don't really know what happened is he in the hospital is he not so the first opening scene you just have this handwritten sign taped to the the window of the restaurant saying closed death in the family and you're like well fuck you know yeah (laughs) now you know what happened he didn't make it yeah it's a good example of show don't tell right and uh yeah Yeah, exactly yeah although they did write it but it was a nice (laughs) quick way to get it right yeah. that whole you know week of of did he live did he not you know just got your you got your answer within the first like 15 seconds of the show yeah. like well i guess he didn't wait and Steve, then- do you remember like next week next week on dawson's creek like do you remember like did it reveal it i don't remember you know what's so funny i don't remember watching this episode i don't remember even liking it i probably just didn't care but yeah. I have to tell you that, like, since we've been watching this from the beginning, my feelings obviously towards Mitch and Gail and like, well, those two characters in general has changed so much because I really love those characters a lot because yeah. I relate to them more as an adult, like yeah. not, a, not a kid watching the show anymore. So um, it really uh, this I didn't care back then, but when I watched it uh, again, after all these years it really like triggered me i told justin i was like i can't i don't think i can watch the rest of this episode because it's like really triggering um like i lost my a parent and um i was very close to my mom and watching this and seeing the way like dawson sort of like was reacting and how he just shut down and how everybody was like trying to be there for him i don't necessarily like relate to that i feel like everybody grieves in their own way but um, it was a very real situation, considering what happened in the previous episode, where like they didn't end on great terms because he was so disappointed in in Dawson leaving um, or right. Dawson staying. He wanted him to go back to school, and um, you know they left us with a um, uh, on it on an end. What do they call that again? Cliffhanger. A, a cliffhanger, yeah. And <laughs> they left us on a cliffhanger, and like. I was like, they're not going to kill off the dad. Like, why were they going to kill off Dawson's dad? And then they did. And, you know, after talking to Craig um, and him telling us, like, why John Wesley Shipp wanted to leave, 
it does make a lot of sense as to why he wanted his character off the show. But yeah, it was a very, um, it made me emotional. Uh, I thought a lot of the, I really liked how Joshua Jackson portrayed his character in this episode a lot. I thought he was, I thought they were all very realistic. I thought Jen, um, Jen's character was a little over the top, but, um, and Jack was pretty much absent, but, uh, yeah, he didn't have much of a purpose in this one, I think. No, I mean, he was just there. But I think he had a lot to offer, which was actually a little surprising seeing as how he has already lost somebody close to him. You would think that he'd have more screen time to be able to offer some kind of connection, you know what I mean? But he really just was like, listen, I'm not going to tell you anything because people are going to tell you all kinds of stuff that don't even make sense. And, you know, you're just going to have to live through it uh i do definitely agree with you with pacey i really liked how he was between the shock when joey finds him and tells him because nobody's been able to get in touch with him for a couple of days he's like oh you know i was gonna call you back why you really should have answered um to how he handled the information joey gave him at the end of the episode and how he handled dawson i think really I really loved that. And I really loved how he handled that situation. And I really love how he delivered it to Dawson. Be like, Dawson, listen, like, I know what you're thinking, but here's the facts. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I mean, it's, it's, it's a harsh way to handle it, but I feel like it was something that Dawson definitely needed to be able to, to move on without putting all of that on his shoulders. Yeah. No, it was a real true friend moment. Like, it was a yeah. real... Yeah. It wasn't the, like, I'm here if you need yeah. anything. It was a, listen, I know this is what's happening. This is what I was told is happening. This is how you're feeling, and I know you. But let me use that information that I have access to and actually tell you what went down so that you're not carrying that weight. Yeah. Yeah, I well, love Pacey, I swear. <laughs> I also I just really liked... I just really liked that they were, like, you know, where they had this scene where, where Joey tells Pacey, and he's sort of, like... Like, do you really think he wants me there? And I did roll my eyes at that. I was like, shut the fuck up. If you that if part. you knew, if that was real life and you knew that your best friend, your whole life's father died, yeah. um, you yeah. would not even consider that. You would go see that person. You would go anyways. Yeah. And I, yeah, I like that Joey was just like, but let me break this down for you. Yeah, if yeah. you saw somebody and you looked up in the crowd and you saw your childhood best friend in the crowd, like, how would you feel? And that was enough for Pacey, which was great. Uh, what I couldn't wrap my head around was I could not remember what their last interaction was. Was it the whole thing with Joey or was there something else? Like I could not, I couldn't remember. Why? Oh no, their like, phone call. They had a phone call while in the finale. Remember, yeah. uh, Pacey sort called of. Dawson mm-hmm. and um, he was like, you need to call Joey. And he was like, I don't want to talk to her right now. And they, um, Dawson said, I'm proud of you. Yeah, that's what, so like his reaction didn't make sense to me because I thought that their relationship was okay. Yeah, like I did too. Yeah, so like oh. his, I think that's why I was confused. I was like, did something else happen that I don't remember or can't recall where he would feel like he wouldn't be welcome at Mitch's funeral? Like I don't, like I don't, I didn't understand it. I didn't think too much on it, but I literally sat there for a good like twenty seconds, going, "What?" Yeah. yeah, well, it was another one of those dumb plot holes that they do where they just want to create drama where there really is none. And they they did put that to bed, it felt like, because they were on the phone with each other during that episode. And I just feel yeah. like when it when something like this happens, 
you did just they forget go. that that conversation happened? Yeah. You know what I mean? like, no, did they you forget just... when they were writing this that they forgot that they kind of reconciled already? I no, don't my, know. That was... my, my point that was, is, is that, that was... you should just not care. And just things like oh, this are what yeah. bring people together. And that just is, go yeah. support your friends. You know what I mean? And I felt like it was a dumb way of having him feel awkward to go see his his best friend his whole life after his dad died but like he looked at mitch as like a second father so like i would have been there immediately so yeah if if not for dawson but for yourself and for mitch yeah Yeah. so i thought that was kind of silly yeah i wondered if they were playing a little bit because i wonder with writers sometimes like if they were making that like a oh pacey's in shock moment like because sometimes indifference can come into play in that i don't know no, I think that they like, were just being annoying, honestly. Yeah, like they're okay. watching the show. They just try to they, find up dumb reasons for them to like have yeah. a, not to go. Petty, to yeah. yeah. They just they wanted a way for Joey to convince Pacey that he should just go. Yeah. So it was just an extra 30 seconds of them arguing that they needed for airtime, I guess. I don't know. It's just Yeah, yeah. It was enough for me to go, what? Did something else happen? And then they yeah. corrected it. And I was just like, I'm just not even going to stress about it. We're moving on. <laughs> now I hear you. You know what else I, I hate it? I hate it when Joey was like, Mitch is dead. I hate when people say, yes. yeah, I hate that. I hate when people are like, oh, they're dead. It's such a hard word. And yeah. uh, somebody said it to me once after my mom died. They were like, I don't know no. if they said it, but they were like, She's dead. And I was like, ew, don't say it like that. That's so rude. Like, just be I, like, like sensitive about the situation. I would, like, like, I feel like for me, I would probably say something along the lines, okay, so Mitch was in an accident and he didn't make it. Like, how would you deliver that kind of news? Like that. I'd be like, yeah, oh, sensitive, dad yeah. died. Like, sensitively, maybe. you have to. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. She just sounded like shit came out of her mouth when she said it. I couldn't stand it. It was, was very abrupt. It was very yeah. much just like, I need to get this out and this is the fastest way to do it. And it was very like, it was yeah. abrupt and kind of harsh the way that it came out. I agree. I thought that was, <laughs> I was just like, damn, she just threw it out there. Like, oh, Mitch is dead. Yeah. I didn't like it like, at all. What? I didn't... <laughs> and for It was her... a very much shock. It was a shock moment for Pacey because it was just thrown at him, you know? But yeah. for her being as close to them as she was, I felt like they made that moment very insensitive for her. Because I just thought, yeah. like, why you are you never would have expected Peter or uh, Joey to say something so blunt? It just yeah. sounds harsh to me. I yeah. like, I don't know. I don't like when people say that after somebody dies. It's just yeah. It just sounds rude to me. I don't know like, why. Even died is a better word than dead. Yeah, because it's like yeah. it's died. just. I don't know what it is. It's just an easier sounding word to me. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. It's it's weird because died and dead are literally the same word. Like, he died. He's dead. Yeah. He died, he's dead. Yeah, it's weird, right? Yeah. It's it's yeah. weird because, like, the words, they're literally the same word. Just yeah. the way that they come out and the way that you interpret them, completely different. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're gonna definitely get into this episode. I will say it was easy to watch after just sitting down and like paying attention. Um, yeah. you know, the I did flow little... was nice. You know, yeah. I mean, the flow of the episode. Yeah, it was pretty. It moved well. It did. It did. And I, um, I really did appreciate the acting in it. It's, and with Mary Margaret Humes and she Mary Beth so Peel, the way she was like, you know, I just liked all of it and. 
then I was like, oh my God, Mitch isn't going to be in the episodes anymore. Like he's done, you know, that made me sad. Cause I really, I always liked his character, you know? So yeah. I really, goodbye, really... Mitch Leary. We, oh. we really missed you and your hotness. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am really, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh no, I was, when he said hotness, I was like, he's so charming. Like when he winks at Joey. <laughs> I know, yeah. Yes. Yes. He's so yeah. tan. <laughs> Okay. I don't know all those times sitting outside. Um, I really do appreciate that they did the flashbacks the way that they do, and it wasn't just an abrupt "he's gone" and we never see him again. It was a nice yeah. way for them to handle it with the audience, so that the audience is kind of eased into it. We yeah. get to see the last remaining memories or fond memories that these characters closest to him have, and he's there. You know what I mean? So, like, it's our. It was like they gave the audience a way to say their goodbyes without just being like, "He's gone," and that's it. And this is this is the fallout of it, you know. So it was very very well done. As, but I don't. Yeah, it was a very well done episode. Yeah, and yeah. I like they that they didn't do it with like every character. They yeah, were I was just gonna say that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, just the closest, right? You had Dawson, yeah. you had Gail, you had Joey, you had yeah. Casey, you had mm-hmm. our main characters. Exactly, and they all expanded. Like they all expanded the story, like in a good heartfelt way you know yeah Yeah. they entered a space they had a memory and he was there and you got to experience that memory and then it it was seamless one minute you're you're just yourself and this is what's happening and the next Mitch is standing there and you're having like this memory but it's it's like real you know what I mean like it's not like a flashback like you would typically expect where you know it's obvious this. Mm-hmm. it was just a very seamless and smooth way where it's like you would think that these people are probably talking to themselves yeah, yeah. you know what i mean or mitch was actually standing right there yeah. and then you know they blink or somebody comes in or something happens and they turn and he's not there and it's like oh it was a memory you know no i'm glad they didn't do anything like abrupt with that because sometimes in shows when like a person who's died comes up they do like a weird like fade away or like yeah, where it's like an obvious really memory in this okay. case the transition was just so like they would just you know what i mean you you see dawson walking in and sitting on his bed and then he's by himself and he's clearly you know in in his own head about what what just happened and then you know all of a sudden mitch is talking to him you know what I mean? And you look up and he's there and he's 12 year old boy. And, you know, they're having this conversation about girls and he got the, it's his birthday. And then, you know what I mean? He's like having a conversation and they're smiling and it's quiet. And then Joey's there. And then, you know, Dawson looks at Joey, looks back over and Mitch is gone. And you're like, oh, you know, so it's, it was just, it was, it was beautiful. It was one of those ones where you would turn and something's there and you would turn and it's gone. It wasn't this hoopla, misty crap that's happening that a lot of shows do. It was just, it was there and then he's not. I don't know. I loved so I it. Really, I really did. I, yeah, I really it. liked that they did it with the actors and didn't hire younger actors to like show a flashback. Yeah. yeah. Because it yes. really did show that they're having like a, a legit memory of him and like that's mm-hmm. what they're thinking in their head right now. So um, it really, it, like, when you first watch it and the way James Vanderbeek is acting, you do think it's a little silly, but then uh, when I like, I rewound it and I watched it again and I was like, that's like a legit thing though. Like when you're sitting there and having like a, like a, a memory and you're like, yeah, well that's how I acted in that moment. So yeah. yeah was, you kind of relive nice. it, you know what I mean? In your head without, and you're, you're yourself, you know what I mean? So yeah. you know yourself as you. So when, when people are reliving memories, they're not like, 
like you're looking through your own eyes you're not looking at yourself as a third person you're like oh here i am at 12 you know so i thought it was it just the way that they did these memories made sense to me and i thought it was just it was perfectly done yeah and i like way to go guys (laughs) (laughs) i also i like that the actors weren't like overly being like childlike or like because that sometimes gets weird too like Dawson's voice subtly changed I felt like and it was like a nice there was definitely like a nice like but it wasn't overkill which I appreciated I agree yeah yeah Yeah, although I'm not gonna I'm gonna lie Gail's flash when she walked into the nursery and then um oh god who was it that walked in after her Dawson was it Dawson it was Dawson yeah the way that hers kind of because she did like a quick look and then like and then look back and he was gone like the same thing um but for some reason i had this inkling like i wonder if she was actually talking out loud and when dawson came in like with like mom are you okay like i'm hearing you talking to yourself like i had this in the i don't know you know what i mean the rest of them it kind of just felt like it was in their head their memory but sometimes i wonder when this was happening like were they actually like having you know when you talk to yourself yeah yeah you know, i do it all the time. Anybody, i feel like that's a normal thing people talk to themselves out especially yeah. when they have a memory or they're arguing with themselves in their mind but you're you're answering yourself out loud you're not like not having the full-blown conversation out loud but sometimes it happens whatever it's totally normal we're all crazy um <laughs> but like that last one the way that she kind of reacted how abrupt she was i mean i think the point of it was she got snapped out of her memory but I kind of wondered at one point if she started to speak out loud. And that's why he, I think it was because he asked her or if you're okay. You know what oh, I mean? I think maybe. that's what it was. Yeah. Because he asked her. And I'm like, I mean, was she talking out loud or was he just asking her because she was standing there in the middle of a room staring off into space? I don't know. I think either way, it would have been just a very believable moment. And yeah, she could have, and if he walked in and, and she snapped right out of it, she could have, I mean, he could have just been like, okay, she's having a moment. You know, mm-hmm. I had my I had been earlier. Yeah. Yeah. So like yeah. I think it's understandable too, just to like accept whatever she was doing. I I I would. I'd be like, we're going through this process now. Um yeah. so it's understandable. Um, yeah. should we do just a quick catch up or should we just get into the episode? You you guys are the bosses, so because <laughs> I think we should just get into the episode. Is there anything new that you have? I really don't. I've got nothing new. No, my life hasn't changed much. This has know. not been a great week. I've just been very uh anxious <laughs> a lot. Mm-hmm. That's about it. <laughs> um, all right. Well, we can skip that and we'll just get into the episode because we're already like okay. we're already like knee deep into it. So yeah. All right, so this week we're recapping Season 5, Episode 4, The Long Goodbye. It aired October 31st, 2001, which I thought was weird that it aired on October um, Halloween. Um, Written by Tom Capinos and directed by Robert Duncan McNeil. So, like you had said, Aubrey, we see they're in the middle of the town in Capeside, and we see this, like, couple run up to Leary's Fresh Fist because they're so excited to go have some flounder the flounder the catch of the day that's what they want it's squirting maybe (laughs) they're like our favorite restaurant in cape side let's get there and they see the note that says closed for a death in the family and they're like oh wow that sucks oh we gotta guess we gotta go somewhere else now i hope their catch of the day is better (laughs) and then they walk away so i'm like how hungry were you though like you're not running to the next place like if you're hungry enough to run to one place, 
probably. Can you imagine their disappointment though? Like, have you ever been so excited yeah. to go somewhere and you're yeah. hungry and you're like, you're ready and you get there and they're closed <laughs> or the wait's like an hour and a half long yeah. or, you know, they're just whatever. And you're like, oh, you yeah. deflated, you know what I mean? You kind oh. of you walk away and you're kind of slumped. Yeah. Like, what the hell am I supposed to do now? Like, like that's, that's, and then, <laughs> I wouldn't just turn around and be like, all right, next place. Yeah. Like I'd have to figure out what I was going to do. So I know it is a so <laughs> Guess we gotta yeah. go hit up McDonald's. I don't know. Oh God, I haven't had McDonald's in forever. Uh, I had it on Saturday, Sunday. <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> I did too. It was one of those weekends. Nice. In a long day. But it wasn't. It wasn't I had McDonald's. McDonald's. <laughs> I had something else. What did we have? It was uh, Jack in the Box. I lied. Ooh, yeah, because you're out here. We don't have Jack in the Boxes here. No, we don't. Oh, wait. Don't they have In N Out in Vegas? Did you have that yes. yet? There's In N Out, Out Burgers here, too. Did you have it yet? Yeah, I've had, I think I've had just about everything. <laughs> Is it, did you like it? I always want to try it. I love it. It's my favorite. Yeah, it was it was pretty good because it's like three different types of burgers and that's that that's it. There's like a whole menu to it. It's it's just burgers. A yeah. double double, yeah. a double 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 or some shit. I don't know. I'm like, can I just have a burger? <laughs> There's a secret menu so you can get it animal style. There's a triple triple, I think, on the secret menu. Yeah. I remember like the second or third time I went. Chris was like, I'm going to get animal sauce. I'm like, what the fuck is animal sauce? It's South Island dressing, essentially. Yeah, that's what, when I tasted it, I was like, it's like mayo and like something. And I was like, this this that's is familiar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, why do we call it animal sauce? Let's call it what it is. <laughs> no. Since we've moved, I haven't had a really good burger and I've been wanting one. It's been a it while. Was good. Oh, it, honestly. Good. I'll try it. In and out was really good. They're like big, they're like meaty yeah. burgers. The, the fries are pretty good. good. Yeah. If I'm ever out there, I always wanted to say I was gonna get it, but yeah, yeah. Steve. We gotta go. We gotta go. I'll I'll bring it to some places. I know a few places. <laughs> I'm still on the fence about this Kelly Clarkson thing. <laughs> you wanna go to Vegas offering to see Kelly Clarkson? <laughs> when is she there? Let me know. I'm free in a week. <laughs> It's oh, in yeah, August. That's true. Is it in August? Let me blow all my money. <laughs> <laughs> my life savings. <laughs> I um just haven't decided oh, yeah. what I'm gonna do yet. You should have told me. You should have told make me this into a bigger deal than it is. Okay. Even you, if you emailed me one month ago. <laughs> because, you know why? Because I've been like this about it. Like I don't I yeah. I was li- laying yeah. in bed one night listening to her new music. And I got in my in my head and I got in my feels and I was like, the positives are like, I can go see her in Vegas. I've never been to Vegas. It's not going to be like a whole week. And, you know, and I just assumed Jamie would be there by then, but she wasn't. It's was too <laughs> early in August. I won't be there by then. But yeah. um, uh, it's just, I don't just, I think it's just not working out. So it's, it is what it is. I'm not like, but anyway, I'll, I'll talk about it forever. So it'll work huh? out and she's coming to new york so i have a chance to meet her when she comes here there you go and it's closer new york is yeah. only about like a little bit away an hour or two hours yeah and the tickets are free because it's daytime tv <laughs> right. yeah so yeah i like that i like that option for you there you go i'll go up with you i'll sleep mm-hmm. out on the streets like we did when we went to snl you know i know we, we slept <laughs> 
Jamie, me and you guys her are crazy. On the, we did a lot of crazy shit. Yeah, yeah. We slept on the streets to get into SNL to see Katie Holmes. We slept on the streets to audition for American Idol yeah. for like a whole weekend. Did not understand <laughs> well, the conditions of what we were doing. Like everybody had blankets and shit and tents, and we brought like a blanket. But I don't even think we brought a blanket. And oh, I wasn't sleeping. I was. I was railing. I know. It was. We. I don't. We went into New York all the time. I feel like just to go, and we always went. Never actually been into the city, really. Yeah, I've been to the state. I got a friend. I have a friend who lives in the state, and I've been to like around like Ellis Island, Statue of Liberty. I've been there. I've never actually been into the city, Manhattan proper. Yeah, yeah. And the last time that I was like where I could see the city. Like Ellis Island and Statue of Liberty, the Twin Towers were still standing. So, like, that's oh, wow. long ago. Yeah. I wanted to circle back because, Steve, you said this aired in October of 2001. So, that was pretty close after September 11. Oh, right yeah. Dealing with a lot of death, too. So, like, that had to be like tricky to navigate. I guess it was far enough away. I feel like it was also probably a lot of fuel for the the actors to be able to have those type of reactions. Not to mention they're saying goodbye to somebody they were seeing every single day for the past like five years. Yeah. yeah. Emotions were still high then because of everything that was going on. So I'm sure they used that as fuel to to get those emotions going. Maybe that's part of why the episode was so good. You know what I mean? Because everybody's emotions were really high and we felt that as cast and we feel that not as cast, as as watchers (laughs) Whatever, you know what I mean? We yeah. feel that today, you know what I mean? We're talking like 20 some odd years later. And we still yeah. we still feel it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it probably did. Because, you know, the nation as a whole was going through all that. And much, yeah. they probably were using that emotion. But it was it's crazy. You know, it's very, it's a very sad part of our history. But all right, I'm going to get back to the episode. <laughs> We're not even right, yeah, on that it. note, Debbie Dell. <laughs> the debbie downer what are we talking about (laughs) (laughs) so we get like a white fade right and we get the opening credits and it's a slow instrumental of i don't want to wait which they've never done before so yeah it was um uh, setting the mood yeah like this is a very special episode (laughs) they don't continue it right i have i didn't flip to the next one but i was like curious no no it went back to regular yeah so dawson is at the funeral home and the what do you uh, the funeral director is that what you would call him yeah, i kept I saying so. the guy <laughs> like yeah. what are they called the funeral director he's a funeral director yeah he's asking dawson how he's doing and he's and he's like how are you holding up and he's like uh it doesn't matter what i say cuz people are just going to like think i'm not so i'm doing fine and he's like um oh i picked that coffin and he's like good choice very tasteful and he's like thanks like he's so like yeah, that's so cold you know what i mean yeah. not cold he's, he's, just, he's detached he's detached he's, yeah, yeah that makes sense he's disconnected from his emotions because i feel like he's aware that if he lets himself feel them he's gonna break and he didn't want to do that because he's got to be strong for his family um does anybody else feel like uh he just kind of turned and pointed at any old coffin yeah. a little bit yeah yeah i think it was just like that one looks nice yeah. It's a coffin. It's a dark wood. I like it. Let's go. Get me out of here. Wait, yeah. Steve, you mentioned that before the credits when they were doing those like weird shots of like Dawson Washington. Oh, yeah. You're right. I did have that in here too. And I, very I didn't even jarring because it would like go to him and then it would like go to like the staircase and then it would like. It was all it shadowy was, too. It was all yeah, like, it was real stylized. Yeah. yeah, it was all like yeah. 
shadow it was just because he was, he was in a daze you know what i mean yeah. maybe that's what they were trying to because he was in a daze and he hears his sister crying and he just turns it off and he's like like it's yeah. a very slow process and he's like okay i have to have to go see sister and he's just mustering that energy and he's just he's in a fog that's that's yeah. how i interpreted that entire weird daze thing because it, it was kind of odd yeah, yeah. it makes sense oh well, yeah yeah for sure well, it just gives you an idea to what's happening in this house. Like his mom's out of it. She's, you know, he's taking yeah. care of everything. He's taking care of all the preparations, which is crazy. Cause like, I, I think it's crazy that just he's doing it. Yeah, no, um, There's so much that goes into it than him just going to a funeral home and picking out a coffin. Like You have to have all that stuff together. Yeah. But um, I mean, yeah. I don't know what it's like for somebody to lose their other half like that, but I can imagine it being very devastating. Yeah. And people just can't, they just can't, you know what I mean? And I can't imagine what it's like for, for somebody to go through that and to completely check out when they've got kids and you know a life that's happening but they just can't get through it like that you know what i mean like i can imagine some people just never being able to get through it like and i've seen it in, like i mean i don't have any personal experience because i don't know what i've never lost somebody that i loved that much you know what i mean uh, at least not yet but like i've seen it in books and movies and stuff where they just they they just they crash and they burn and then everything around them just gets ignored. They don't yeah. care. Like I'm glad to see that that isn't quite the case for um for Gail. She's in mourning right now and she has that support, which is great. And she does start to, you know, come back. She's not completely ignoring her daughter or her son. You know what I mean? I just feel like sometimes some people just they just can't. So they don't. They don't check out. Yeah. Yeah. And he knows that he has to he has to do it too, because his mom yeah. is checked out. So Right. Yeah. I mean, she's allowed to be for this point in time. It's just, I think the struggle happens when they continually stay completely yeah. detached in their misery. I can't imagine what they're going through, that emotional. She says to him at one point, too, she goes, I, I swear you're going to get your life back. And he's like, Mom, I'm here until you need me or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's like, I'm not yeah. going anywhere. So she yeah. even understands, you know, yeah. and I'm not going to be like this forever. So, which is great sorry. yeah which is great that she's you know what i mean she's not that much she's not that far lost you know yeah. and her own grief and misery and pain um so we already talked about this a little bit earlier but um we cut to pacey and he's on his boat which he doesn't own <laughs> i still don't know whose boat this is he's just and... living on his yeah he's a squatter yeah he's, yeah, <laughs> he's a boat squatter <laughs> and He's just sitting there reading, like just living his life. And Joey comes up and she's just like, Peace, um, I gotta talk to you. I got bad news. And he's like, Why? What's with the furrowed brow? You're gonna give yourself wrinkles. And she's like, Doug's been trying to call you, Peace, and you're not answering the phone. And he's like, Yeah, I know. I'm I'm gonna get back to him. Well, you should have answered, Peace. And he's like, What's going on? And she's like, Mitch, he's uh dead. And he's like, what? It's not funny. Oh, it's not a laughing matter, Mitch dying, but. It's so blunt and like out of character, I feel like for Joey. Like, she's not normally. She's like rolling up her sleeves. She kept like, she's like tr- getting ready to. We're so, right, we're so used to these characters having these long, intricate, like descriptive, <laughs> like dialogue. And she just like, Mitch is dead. 
He's a goner. Yeah. <laughs> he's a goner. He, uh, he's he's a high in the sky, Pace. <laughs> <laughs> About Mitch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so about your best friend's dad. I mean, like, yeah. she like, it, she's like, <laughs> oh, no. she starts pantomiming. <laughs> what happened was he was, he was eating the ice cream, yeah, which yeah. we don't know about. And, and, you know, he was driving the car and then it was like, ah, and then, you know, he's gone, you know, X, X out the eyes. I don't know. Like <laughs> she felt like not, typical joey in this whole episode no. she felt like very disconnected and i can't tell if it was the writing I, it seemed or like if it was the way her character was supposed to portray because she's also mourning too you know what yeah, i mean true, true. they were like her second parents yeah i'm there so i mean yeah but she's also dealt with death too so maybe it was just it wasn't yeah different i don't know yeah i don't know she just yeah, like, she already lost her mom now she lost it like a like a father figure in her life so and she didn't have one, so that's important. Yeah, like, for, uh, yeah. Nah, not with her drug dealing dad, I guess. <laughs> Gung's stealing yeah. those stuff through their diner. Oh yeah, <laughs> the ice house. The, the ice, ice house, house. Yeah, yeah. setting stuff on fire. You know, <laughs> oopsie. So Joshua Jackson is like really giving it in this scene because he's like legitimately like shocked, and he's like, "How did this happen?" and He's like a little frustrated because he's just finding out about it. And it's just like, well, you could have answered your phone like and found out. That's why you always answer your phone. Oh, my God. Let me tell you, nothing bad happened. But the other night I started to doze off in bed and my Aunt Marion called me at 10 o'clock at night and I woke up. My heart almost stopped because I was like, what the fuck? Is it's happening. out of the ordinary too, right? right? Yeah. At the one time we were recording and my sister called and I instantly oh, yeah. put it on mute and took the call because she never calls me. Yeah. Even if it was good news, I was like, my sister's calling. She never calls me. Like, I don't know what's going on. I need to answer that's this. Cool. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, it, I don't know. You never but I was like with my with my aunt. I was like, she's calling me so late. Why is she calling me? She couldn't get in yeah. touch with my grandma. But my, the first thing I thought was, I even, I jumped up and Justin's like, what's wrong? I was like, my Aunt Marion just called me. And he's like, so call her back. I was like, I'm so nervous right now. And he was like, just yeah. call her back, Stephen. And I was like, I know, yeah, don't worry until you have to. Like, I know, but I yeah. was just like, she didn't leave a message. She didn't text me nothing. She just called me and hung up. I was like, maybe it was like a butt dial. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, but Best case nothing, nothing was wrong. But um. Anyway, she tells him that it was a car accident and, you know, he was alone and it was a couple of nights ago. So this is still all fresh. And, you know, because he asked, is everybody else okay? Yeah. And um, Pacey's like, how's Dawson? And she's like, not so good. His father's dead. Like, she says it again. And I was yeah, like, that was... Oh. Maybe she's a little bit annoyed at Pacey because she, she had to go hunt him down instead of being where she wanted to be, which is probably helping Dawson. So she yeah. might have been a little bit annoyed because he was, you know, being elusive Pacey, ignoring everything around him. And she had to go hunt him down because, you know, nobody, apparently, you know, everybody else is too busy to. Well, so she was probably a little bit frustrated. Well, isn't it odd that it happened a couple of nights ago? She says it happened a couple of nights ago and he's just finding out about it now, even though Doug tried to call him. But they know where he's at. Yeah, they could. I mean, Doug could have went to him. Like, that feels yeah. like. Doug so. Here's my thing with that, though. We got a small town. You've got the sheriff, and you got D Deputy Doug, and you have this big event where somebody died. They were probably investigating. 
So the most that they could have done is make a phone call. And when you can't get a hold of somebody, they're probably like, let me get one of his friends to go find him because I'm investigating a death right now. So they were probably spending those couple of days investigating the actual, you know, accident. <laughs> so Which like did because Pacey gives us all the information later. Yeah, we get all the information yeah, yeah. at the end. So I'm just saying dry, you know what I mean? Dougie was probably doing his job. Yeah. They were investigating. Leave, leave the uh, leave the case, you know. Yeah. Right. He could just walk up and be like, "Yeah, I gotta go find my brother. His best friend's dad died, but you know, I'm in charge of the case too. But you guys got this." Yeah. No. He's well, Doug, want to make sure it's handled correctly. Doug only shows up to Boston when he just needs to talk to Pacey about going to see a guy in a restaurant, and then he disappears. <laughs> he <laughs> he drives all that way to Boston just for one scene and then he's like bye gotta go because <laughs> you don't like to answer your you know your brick cell phone so here i am in person because we didn't have a death yet so i got the time to spare but don't expect this the next time because you know shit happens i don't know <laughs> so pacey's like oh yeah that's a stupid question and she's like yeah tell me about it you're entitled believe me I've said uh, 800 stupid things to him since this all happened. She's like, are you coming with me? And he's like, well, I don't know, Joe. I don't know if he wants me to be there. And she's like, are you fucking serious, Pacey? Let's go. Like, what would you do? Your father dies. And the first person you see when you look up at at his funeral is your best friend. He's like, "Um, I'll be ready in five minutes. They get to the house and he's not even there, which I thought was weird because she shows up. Remember? And um, she goes to see him because she sort of like goes in while he's having his memory and Pacey's not there. I thought Pacey was like going to walk in and like show up, yeah. but he's not there. Do you, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess to the ceremony, maybe she was talking about because she's, I don't know. She was like wording it like it was going to be like the ceremony or like. I thought ceremony. she meant like, yeah. let's. I, th- I think the ceremony is supposed to happen the next day. So you're right. Where did he go from the time that she gets him from the boat to the ceremony when he shows up again? Yeah, yeah. he didn't. He Probably didn't go to see her. Unless they cut the up the scene and they wanted to, and they wanted their first conversation to be at the the funeral. Who knows? I'm pretty sure they weren't sitting here expecting people to go through scene by scene and break it down. So they were like, nobody (laughs) 20 something years later later, and they're not expecting us to sit here and do a play play. So we're calling you out, guys. We're calling you out. No. (laughs) Realize that could happen, you know? Seriously. (laughs) TV is forever. Um Um, Unless it's one of the shows that they sweep under the rug and you can never get your hands on a copy. Ugh, I hate that. Well, it's bootleg some, on some hidden... Some, <laughs> some I don't hidden know. I don't understand why everything just is not streaming. I don't understand. Yeah. Like, it doesn't it make sense. No sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Everything's through paywalls now. You gotta pay I mean, for it. Oh, yeah. If this got taken down, Steve could probably dig up some VHS tapes and you could probably rewatch it. <laughs> well, I have, I feel like it's you know what? I don't, I don't have all those VHS tapes anymore. I must have gotten rid of all that stuff years ago when we moved because when, when I was, huh? When DVD players were invented. 
Yeah. <laughs> no, I had. We don't I need this them. anymore. <laughs> I had them for the longest time, and I really regret throwing them out now or getting rid of them because I had it had all the original music. But when am I going to sit there and put a VHS tape in and watch it? You know what I mean? Like, you could have transferred them to DVD, though. Yeah, that's cool. Oh. I did. I might have some in my parents' basement. Next time I'm home, I will check. DVD is on its way to being obsolete now, so I mean, what's the point? <laughs> fair, fair. I know I have. I had to dwindle down my collection because it was too much, but like, I do like... You know what I did? Having physical copies. Same. Yeah. I was getting rid of a lot of our DVDs and like donating a lot when we were moving because I was we were just in a rush to get out. Oh, yeah. And as we were moving into here I was still going through stuff and I had like a bunch of DVDs and then I found that I had that big binder and I was like no I want to keep them so I just put them all in the binders and I threw away all of the cases and everything that's so smart yeah I kept all of my like important ones that I wanted like all my horror ones and certain ones that Justin wanted but yeah I was like why should I get rid of my stuff I paid money for it like Jamie even said that to me she was like like, why would you get rid of it? You you paid for it. So now I was like, now I regret getting rid of the things that I got rid of at the other apartment. I could have just kept them. And Aww. it's not even a big deal. But yeah, I do regret I getting rid things. of a lot of my VHS stuff and stuff that I threw away when we were moving. Because I before when when I was moving out of my parents' house, because um, I thought I had a lot of that stuff and I didn't. And I was like, why did I get rid of it? I was so stupid. No, you weren't. <clears throat> I don't know. It's just stuff, you know? It's just all yeah. stuff. And anyway, I don't want to get into it. Nostalgia and emotional connection. That's the hardest part for us. Yeah, true. But VHSs are very clunky and, like, hard to... And, like, no one... I have a VCR, actually. My friend gave me one of her two old ones to watch VHSs recently. So, like, if you need access to one... But no, I have one. I had one up until September, September of last August of last year when I left my DVD VHS player behind because my mom said, "What are you ever going to use this for?" I know. I left it behind, and then like two months later, I was kicking myself for it. I'm like, "Why did I do that?" I know. eBay. (laughs) Yeah. Oh well, it was perfectly good. I had it since high school too. There's nothing wrong with it. Is one of those DVD VHS player in ones, you know? Oh yeah, and they're expensive because I was I was trying to like show friends tapes, and I like looked up how much a VCR would be to buy, and it's pretty expensive. They are, yeah, which is crazy. But was a, yeah, there was a time you could buy them for very cheap, but it's not currently. Well, yeah. now it's now it's like obsolete. Well, not necessarily obsolete. You can still use them. They're just it's not common anymore. It's it's retro now. It is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> retro. Anyways. Okay, back to, back to the freak. Back to the freak. All right, so now we are at the Potter B&B. They're like, it's Bessie and Grams and Jack and Jen, and they're like making food for Dawson and Gal. And mm-hmm. Jen tells Jack that she has to talk to him, and she says she's nervous about seeing Dawson because she doesn't know what to say to him. And she's so cute. She's just like, I don't know what to say to him. And I'm afraid I'm going to say the wrong thing. And um, he's like, well, he's not expecting you to give a speech, Jen. And she's like, I was just up all night and I couldn't sleep. And Jack's like, 
she's like, I'm just trying to figure out what to say. And he says, no one ever knows what to say. When Tim died, you wouldn't believe some of the things people said to me. But no matter what you say or do, Dawson is alone in this. There's nothing you can say that will take away the kind of pain he's dealing with. She's like, so what do I do? And he says, you just need to figure out your own way of being there for him. And it's true. And she does. She does sort of like Mm -hmm. that to him at the funeral. I like that. Yeah. I liked her. I liked her. Like, I felt like she said more to Dawson than like Joey did in ways in this episode. I don't know why. Well, I feel like Joey was trying to just, she even said said it later. She thought she would be an incredible resource to him because she dealt with death. But he was being so um, standoffish with her that he didn't feel like even entertaining that, I guess. Um, But I feel like she felt like she wasn't needed. And it, it was a little selfish. But at the same time, she was like, I'm dealing with this too, but I'm here for you if you need me. And you're not accepting me to like help you you know what i mean he was being kind of cold with her because of the things i think it's it's a it's a hard situation to be in because yeah you're both dealing with mourning and in your own ways and he was he was cutting everybody out because he just wanted he needed to mourn and he needed to just be like i need you all back off you know what i mean like he's completely shutting down um and i've definitely can't like for joey i feel like she she has this connection and she's like, yeah, I'm a resource. Let me help you. But she feels helpless. She doesn't yeah. know how to reach him because he's cutting her out like that. And she's never been cut off like like that. This was not even just like, I mean, like, you know what I mean? We're doing our own things and I'm mad at you. This was like a complete wall. Yeah. Breach. You know what I mean? So she's like, I'm supposed I thought I was supposed to be this person for you and I can't be this person for you and I don't know what to do but I'm here you know what I mean so it's probably it was just I'm sure it was very hard for both of them because she doesn't know how to reach him how to help him because that's all she wants to do and he just doesn't want anybody around so or know how to ask her accept right right he doesn't know how to accept it he he's not ready and he hasn't really accepted the death yet himself yeah yeah and I think that's part of the problem. He can't ask or accept help from others if he can't accept it himself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He needs to he needs to accept it first in order to to start to heal. And he can't do that yet. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Perfect, perfectly said, Jamie. Perfectly said. Yeah. Thanks, you know. <laughs> so now we get Dawson. He's putting his sister to sleep. Did you notice she was like wide awake when she, he walks into the room with her? And then when he goes to put her down, she's like asleep. She's knocked out. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, he goes to see Gail and she's got like tissues around her and she's asleep. And then he goes and put the blanket on her and just checking on her. And then he goes in his room and he sort of like lays back. He like falls back on his bed. And all of a sudden you hear someone knock at his door and it's Mitch. And he, like, sits up, and he's sort of, like, his face lights up, and we hear Mitch say, um, are you having a good birthday? And how does it feel to be 12? And he's, like, so his whole, all of his mannerisms change now. So now Dawson's, like, reverted to a 12-year-old, because this is a memory that he's having. And he says that he thinks he's ready for a girlfriend. And... Mitch is like, I think you've got plenty of time to worry about having a girlfriend before girls start clouding your mind. And he's like, there's another present for you. I think it's in your closet. And Dawson gets up and he's like, 
like he literally is acting like a little kid but it was like perfectly acted i felt like yeah yeah yeah. it wasn't no it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't silly to me i just so he runs over and he opens up his closet and he finds another um like a bag with a gift in it and he opens it up and it's a camcorder that was so sweet yeah and dawson hugs his dad and he's like you're not gonna regret this I'm going to make so many movies with this dad. It's not just a phase. <laughs> and he's like, it's, it's fine, Dawson. Just have fun with it. And yeah. he says, let the things you love be your escape. <laughs> like, he always had these, like, one-liners, you know? Yeah, I did. I wrote that down because I, I liked it. I liked it. <laughs> so they smile at one another again. And Dawson's just sort of, like, remembering this memory. And we cut to his face. And then uh, Joey walks in. And she's just like... Dawson, you're smiling. <laughs> and he's like, I am. <laughs> She's like, Yeah, you were. And then they go and hug. But she makes Yeah, you ruined it. Yeah. <laughs> you came in here and ruined my illusion. She oh. hugs him and like he hugs her back, but it's he like it. Yeah, he releases too quickly from her. And she notices that. And yeah. Um, he's like, she's like, is there anything I can do to help you? Um, and he's like, well, I have to go back to the funeral home. Can you watch Lily for, for a little bit? And she's like, yeah, whatever you need. So he like picks up the the suit off the back of his door. And she's like, is that what you're wearing? It's really nice. And he's like, actually, no, it's what my dad's wearing. He's going to be buried in it. She's like, I'm so sorry, Dawson. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to say that. And he's like, how would you know joey it's not a big deal and she's like god i'm so stupid <laughs> she's so hard on herself <laughs> but she's, poor girl. she's just trying to navigate this and it's not easy for anybody i'm sure no I- i'm telling you right now like it really is a weird situation and i'm not gonna bring in like i'm really not trying to just talk about what happened personally but it is a weird situation when you go through a death like that. And it's like, it still is hard. Like when he says to her or when um one of the characters says to him that he's going to like explode. um, It's because he's like holding back or whatever. Um, it does. There's a day that it, it just hits you. It's very weird. It's a weird situation. Um, Cause that, that happened to me. Like it was after my mom was already passed away and um uh, so she had died in April and this was in like August. I think I remember Like I had a weird dream about her and she was like laughing in my dream. So like I was happy cause I got to see her in my dream and like hear her laughing. And I woke up and I went to go feed my cats and I opened up the can and I started bawling my eyes out just at the counter and I could not stop crying. And but it, like I felt like I needed it. Like I cried a lot during the process of her literally just dying, because uh, it was such a weird situation to see your mother just that was so alive and healthy, and you know what I mean, to be confined to a hospice bed in your living room and be like, "What is? What the fuck is happening?" You know, and like staying in the hospital with her overnight and watching her just like not talk and all this, like just it's a fucking crazy sad experience and um like dealing with that but the funeral i was just like so zoned out 
I don't know if it was because I took medication, but I remember people like just coming up to me. I don't remember even crying. I was just so out of it. But that day, I remember I just couldn't stop crying. And, you know, there's still times when I like I think about it and I do. I get like really upset because I'm just like, I can't believe she's gone. But it's it doesn't it gets easy, but it's not. And anybody who loses a loved one like that, it's, you know, it's a very weird situation because you don't think your parents are ever going to go. It's weird. It's weird. But anyway, um, so now we're at the cemetery and it looks like everybody's crying, but Dawson's like holding it in. And there's Mm -hmm. a scene where um, we see Joey holds his hand and he again releases it too soon to give Gal some tissues out of his pocket because he's just being very like um, aware of his mother, you know, mm-hmm. and they're all at the house now for the wake. And we see Jen. She gives the boys some coffee because she's such a sweet friend. Yeah, that was the <laughs> um, And wakes are weird, too. Like everybody wants to like come and talk. Like I understood when he was like holding Lily, you know, it's yeah, like yeah. it's like you don't know what to say to people. So, uh, so this is when Grams goes up to Dawson and she's like, let me hold Lily. And he's like, I can't, I'm using her as a buffer. And he says, as long as I'm holding her, people tend not to come up to me with their platitudes, which is smart. He was like, just avoiding everything at this time. (laughs) So she's like, where's your mother? (laughs) And he's like, upstairs. Um, she won't come down. And he says, well, what's your platitude? And she says, I'm afraid I'm fresh out. And he says, uh, I'm sure you whip out the Lord works in mysterious ways. And she says, the Lord and I were, we're not on speaking terms this week. And then she like hugs him. <laughs> yeah. I like that line. I did. Cause like yeah. that's a big move for Grams. Okay. Yeah. Cause even she doesn't understand. And she doesn't have a, yeah. An excuse for something like that. So yep. no, it felt right. So now Joey gets her memory with Mitch. She's outside and she goes on the side of the house when she's looking up at the window that she's always so used to climbing up into Dawson's bedroom. And um, all of a sudden we see Mitch put a ladder up against the side of the house. And we sort of get like a backstory on when the ladder came into play, which I thought was interesting. He tells her that he doesn't want her climbing the trellis anymore because it's dangerous and she could hurt herself. And he says, if that happened, I don't think my son would ever forgive me. And she goes, yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know how old Joey is supposed to be here, but I'm guessing probably like 12, maybe like 11 or I don't know. Yeah. I mean, how old was she when she first started climbing into his room? They said it at one point, but it was 11 or 10 or or was it younger? I haven't rewatched as... I don't remember. They, I just always remember Graham's told Jen in the in the first season that 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 girl from down the creek has been climbing into that boy's bedroom window for years. <laughs> so I <don't> know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it had to have been like the early her early teen preteen years. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. So it had to have been about that time. Maybe it was around the twelfth birthday. You know, I don't know. Um, yeah, maybe. So he says sooner or later, he's going to pull his head out of the sand. He'll figure it out. Probably not as soon as you'd like, but boys are stupid like that. And then he goes in and he kisses her forehead. And she's like, oh, Mitch, I'll never forget that memory. 
Yeah, that's when he winks at her too, right? Yeah. yeah. So now Jen finds Dawson. He's trying to decide if he wants juice, orange juice or wine. And she says, wine's fine, but whiskey's quicker. And mm. so this is when she says to him, you know, I've been trying to figure out what it is that I'm supposed to say to you. And she tells him that she feels terrible and she's helpless. And this is out of my league. Because if it was a girl, I could offer stage advice. But I just don't have that in me. This is out of my league, Dawson. <laughs> so she says, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you a hug and not let go for a really long time. I'm going to tell you I love you, which is actually a pretty good deal because it means in the off chance that it'll make you a little less sad. And he says, that sounds very good to me. And then she just gives him a hug. Um, I thought it was really, really sweet. I just thought it was just a little like, <laughs> it was just a little dramatic. I don't know. I was like, just yeah, yeah. hug them and be like, I love you. And this is what I can give you right now because I don't know what to say to you. But I get it. That's what they're so used yeah. to doing on this show, you know? True, but, true. Lots yeah. of dialogue. And it's, oh. Unless you're Joey, because this this Joey has a lot less dialogue. Yeah, yeah. No, it felt <laughs> like the Jenna. Yeah. It did, yeah. Um, so now Joey's upstairs. She goes to see Gail, and she's sitting in her window chair. And she goes, I can't believe he's gone. I keep expecting to hear his car in the driveway, his keys in the lock, footsteps on the stairs. And she says, how's the party? And Joey says, oh, it's it's fabulous. The pate is all the rage. And then she says, and how's our boy? And Joey says, he's great. He's keeping it all together. And Gail says, which is exactly what bothers me. And Joey says, me too. <laughs> and Gail says, you know, he's stubborn just like his father. And this part took me a while to get through because I just could not follow what she was saying to him. Um... But Joey pretty much tells Gal that I know it doesn't mean much now, but he's not really gone, you know, because if there was anyone who was an exact replica of his father, it's Dawson. She tells Gal that even as a little kid, she always knew that there was something special about the way the two of them just looked at one another Um, because she says that her own parents didn't even look at each other like that. Yeah. And she says, I'm not going to pretend that I know what he was thinking about before he died, but I know your husband loved you very much. And Gal's just a total wreck. And Joey yeah. gives her a side smile. She's like, I know. Mary Margaret Humes was like pulling out the emotions, like really committed to yeah. everything. I believed her. I, you yeah. know what, too? I think it was too. She probably was so upset because the two of them were such a team on the show. Yeah. And the fact that he was leaving and like they weren't uh regulars this season. They were sort of like guest stars. Yeah. They they weren't in the um in the opening credits. It was just Mary Beth Peel. And I think that's it. But I, she probably thought like, I'm losing like my scene partner, you know, and that sucks when you, when you work with somebody for a long time that you really enjoy working with and you're like, what am I going to do now? You know? So maybe she felt like she was kind of on her own, but it's it's still a TV show. She's like, I still have a job. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. I mean, she could have, she could have left too, just like John Wesley, like if she was that. I'm sure they all had an opportunity to speak out if they needed to, you know? That's true. But Dawson did need one parent. (laughs) (laughs) Now Pacey is walking outside and he sees Dawson. Did you notice what kind of chair he was sitting in? (laughs) Wicker! Oh my God. It's like, it's a theme in in our podcast where we try to point out every time there's wicker in in the show. Um, Yeah, it's like every episode. So 
they're like having small talk. Dawson's like, how was, how was your summer? And he says, the summer was great. I really got to clear my head. And Dawson's like, well, I'm dropping out of film school. And he's like, why? He's <laughs> like, why are you doing that? He doesn't really, I don't, do you remember what he said? I don't remember what he said. He doesn't really give like an excuse. Yeah, I don't think. He's just does. like, it wasn't for me. It was, it was just about his mom or just because his mom, like he wanted to be there for his family. It wasn't anything really extravagant, but that's the gist yeah. of what I got from it. He was just, he wanted to be there for his, his mom. She's a mess. So Pacey says he's sorry and he wishes that he had something better to say to him, but he's just really, really sorry. So then Dawson says, remember that time when we were in sixth grade and Mitch caught us smoking on the porch? Pacey's like, yeah, he seems so concerned for us, whereas it would have been a different story if my dad caught us. And he says, in fact, I'd probably still be smoking to this day if just to piss him off (laughs) if it wasn't. Probably, knowing Pacey. I like that uh, Dawson did a really hearty laugh there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was good. It was good. Pacey yeah. was able to bring him out for even if it was just for that two seconds of memory. And I bet I know why Mitch didn't want them smoking on the porch because all that wicker furniture would go right up, right? Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Not that, yeah. It's, not that smoking's terrible for you or anything, but yeah, the wicker would totally... They're like, we spent so much money on this wicker furniture. If you little fuckers... We banged on every single wicker furniture surface how dare you put that up it's... it would yeah. burn their house yeah i will never forgive you if you burn down my wicker <laughs> wicker is timeless it'll be around forever <laughs> you know every time i see one of those like weird wicker shelves that has like an arch over it i'm so tempted to buy one <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> like little those little ones on the wall on the yeah. backs the like little yeah, yeah. more alive <laughs> the wicker yeah <laughs> i i'm like always this close to getting one one day one day maybe um, for your next birthday <laughs> for my 43rd i'm gonna get all wickered out yeah. you're gonna Could call you me wicker man just showed up with this like wicker furniture if anyone were, yeah yeah steven's known me for long enough to know that if anyone's showing up with a wicker <laughs> your book off it might be me it, <laughs> it probably will yeah <laughs> <laughs> so funny we should all do it we'll all just buy you all new furniture we'll each just buy a piece <laughs> it looks so comfortable though wicker <laughs> you know with the creaking noises and the wood splinters and the poking that yeah. you get when they start to eventually kind of fall apart oh. the weird smell awesome. of wicker in general <laughs> especially that noise like i can hear the noise as you yeah, sit on it yeah you can hear it in my head <laughs> yeah and it's so easy to clean like give me a break yeah. <laughs> so let's hose it down <laughs> <It's James. laughs> uh. um so so dawson gets up because he wants to go back inside and he thanks pacey for being there and he shakes pacey's hand and then he says you know it was good to see you and then pacey like shakes his hand but he pulls him in to hug him and he's like hugging him like you know really like genuinely like hugging him and Dawson sort of like again releases like um okay yeah, bye. he's not really into it and I'm sure a lot of people so here's the thing with funerals you get hugged a lot you know what yeah. I mean you're probably just been over it at this yeah. point yeah you're over like if people are talking to me I don't even know half you people you're all saying the I, relatively the same stuff and you're hugging me con constantly. 
You know what I mean? So I get it. Yeah, but I feel like it's different. It should be different with his with his close friends, you know? Like, it's different when, like, your aunt that you haven't seen in 20 years comes and hugs you, as opposed to your best friend your whole life hugs you and is, like, feeling bad that this happened to you. You know what I mean? So, yeah, but I think oversensitized over oversensitized maybe is what I was trying to go with I think he was just he was che- he's checked out man he's checked out yeah. he's okay. there but not in mind he's there in body he's like half gone he's half thinking about other things and he's lost the man is lost Aubrey do you want to do the next part with the friend Susan who comes down <laughs> do you want to oh, this, this chick Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. So Susan, yeah. Wait, I didn't I didn't catch what she said. I know she was Gail's college roommate, right? Yeah. Her, it was one of her yeah. friends, yeah. <laughs> college. It was one of her college friends. Uh but what did she say? Dawson said something about her to indicate, but I didn't rewind. Oh, he goes, oh, she- Yeah, you're one of my mom's deadhead friends, right? And she goes, ah, right. deadhead. Yeah. <laughs> What does that mean, deadhead? Like a great like a grateful, grateful dead. dead. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. No do you remember when she... he, Do you remember Dawson talked about the Grateful Dead in the beginning of season four, and Gretchen was trying yeah. to get him to listen to the Grateful Dead, and he says something yeah. like, "My parents loved the Grateful Dead," and he always said something to them about how they were always going to Dead concerts. You don't remember that? <laughs> I do remember that they were in the Cine yeah. store, I think. Or was, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Okay, so specific. Um, yeah. So this chick like just jumps right in and is like how are you dealing with your emotions right is that uh yeah how are you dealing with your grief oh yeah, yeah. how are you doing she grief? like she was consistent and he's like i don't want to talk about it not to be rude i don't want to talk about a lady again not to be rude the back yeah. fuck off right so like i just who was this woman to feel like she could just jump on him like that and yeah. like be persistent in the middle of like a awake you know what I mean? You have yeah, all these people around. Are you a shrink? Are you my shrink? Because right now we're not in the middle of a session. I don't got to tell you shit. Back off. I like, Perfect. I don't know. She pissed me off. I was ready to get into yeah. a fight. <laughs> she just falls in for like a day player on. <laughs> I know. I got to make this character work. It in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she, she, she really, yeah. Uh, she invaded, she invaded some space. She like overstepped some boundaries. Yeah. Well, he's like, like, he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And she's like, no, but you must, you must learn how to deal with it, Dawson. And then we hear a phone ringing in the background. And before you know it, the uh, answering machine comes on and it's Mitch's voice. And Dawson goes over to try to turn it off and it doesn't work. And Mitch's voice is like, you've reached delirious if you're looking for dawson he's in sunny california and if you want to talk to to gal leave a message and lily's probably sleeping or something stupid i like that um, you remember doing that with your voicemails like you were actually people i'd actually update them all the time Alex, my yeah. family not so much I we literally i was allowed like, to hey, you've reached this family and you know leave a message and, and we'll get back to you yeah. and, and that's literally that was it. It never changed and never updated. But some people made like a thing out of it. They were like every every holiday it would update or every like event yeah. would update or every month. Seriously, yeah, yeah. But I updated all the time. I'm like, who's got that kind of time to sit there and record it? Not I. Well, it's the little things, Jamie. It's the little things that make people happy. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't got um, the time. 
Well, yeah. he's getting frustrated because he wants to. He doesn't want to hear Mitch's voice, I guess. And he yeah. rips he rips it out of the wall, and um, everybody's watching him now. And Jack comes up and he puts like his hand on his like shoulder, and Dawson sort of looks like he's gonna like backhand him. He <laughs> yeah, like, like shrugs like, him off. He's like, I just I need some air. <laughs> yeah, storms off. Yeah. yeah. Um. Also, can I please say that I feel like. Jack and Pacey should have been in full on suits at this funeral. Yeah, agreed. Jack, Jack was wearing like a fucking sweater, a V-neck sweater or something. And like Pacey had a dress shirt on, but like at least have a tie on. Like this this man has been in your life your whole life. You're not wearing a suit? I didn't understand that. I don't know. I guess it depends on how they had it. Was he was he part of like the procession or was he just a person that was there? I don't know. Funerals are weird like that though. Like, if you're not one of the ones that's standing up there, most people don't just wear suits. They wear dressy clothes, you know, khaki, nice shirt. But the only people I feel like in the funerals that I've been to and been in, the only ones that are really wearing the nines like that are the people standing up at the top, at the front. You know what I mean? Well, I get it's all like, you know, what you feel comfortable with, I guess. But at the same time, I just felt like they're his best friends and they knew this man. They should have been wearing a suit. Jack looked like, like he just, I don't know. Like, that's what he would wear to school or something. It bothered me. And he's a yeah, gay yeah. kid. Yes. But like, Pacey at least had like slacks and a button up and stuff. Like, I think he, Pacey was fine. Jack, on the other hand, he probably could have dressed up just a little bit more. But yeah, I don't know. It's it's a weird thing, I guess. They're so, so laid back in Cape Side. I don't know. <laughs> so Dawson's on the dock now. And Joey goes up to talk to him and he says, it's not one of my finer moments. And she tells him about how after her mom passed, she found an old grocery list that she had made. It was filled with all these heart-shaped doodles, but I lost it. I cried like a baby for hours. Oh, that's what reminded me of my situation when she when she oh, talked yeah, yeah. Her. She goes, if I did what you just did, I would have run away. And he tells her that he can't because he has to keep it together for his mom because she's a wreck. And he says, but you're allowed to be a wreck, Dawson. And so is your mom. You're allowed. Just let it happen. And this is when Dawson says that he blames himself for his dad's death. And he says, the last thing he said to me was I was making a huge mistake and he was disappointed in me. And Joey says, you told me that. He also told you that he loved you very much. And he says, I'll never doubt that my father loved me. But do you have any idea how much it sucks to know that my father was disappointed in me the day he died? And he says, you know, he was right. I was acting like a spoiled brat. If I had listened to him, he would have been driving me to the airport instead of driving to his death. And then he, like, walks away. I was like, wow, he's he's really grieving. Like, he's really dealing with this because he, he really does yeah. blame himself when it really yeah. it really wasn't his fault. Yeah. Um, Grams and Gail have a conversation and... She goes, for 46 years, I pray that the good Lord would take me first. I never wanted to go on without him. I didn't think I was capable of it, but somehow I was. It wasn't easy, but inevitably there comes a day that isn't as bad as the one before it. And Gal says, and until then? And she goes, well, that's what prescription medication is for, dear. (laughs) That was such like a cheeky move. And that might be my favorite line in this episode. (laughs) I love love Brams. I really love Brams. Brams has always been my favorite hands down <laughs> steve knows <laughs> she, she is she's one of the best actors on the show yeah she's a legend man and the she fact knows. that she's like younger than like most like she's pretty young isn't she like well mar- she's older is- now but they she was much she was much younger on the show than they made yeah. her out to be 
But yeah. wasn't he like not much older than like Mary Margaret Humes or like weren't like yeah. they look closer? Yeah, that's wild. Makeup <laughs> is a crazy thing. Yeah, yeah. No, she's. I know we met her. We met her in. I think in full mate. No, she was wearing like a leather. She had like jacket. a hat on and yeah, yeah. yeah she so wasn't. In, she wasn't Grams when we met her. Yeah. No, she was like vibrant and young. It's very kind. <laughs> so Grams says. Oh, it's a strange thing we we do. I'm going to try to do her voice. I haven't done it in a long time. Oh, it's a strange thing we do. Falling in love. You share your life with another person. You give them your heart to the extent that losing them could potentially destroy you. It's a crazy thing to do. And Gal says, you're right. It's insane. And Graham says, why on earth do we do it? And Gal says, why else is there? And they hug, and Grams offers to stay with her to help. Gal's like, no, we need to see this one out. And Grams says, but don't you hesitate to pick up the phone, young lady. We merry widows need to stick together. Mm-hmm. And, um, oh, that's what she said. We merry widows need to stick oh, together. Yeah. <laughs> I thought she said something else. I guess I was wrong. <laughs> but yeah, they had a cute little scene. She's just like, I thought it was sweet because yeah, she's just letting her know, like, you know, I I'll stay here. Yeah, you, but yeah. She's like, no, we got out. Grams has proved to be an invaluable resource time and time again. Like this show would not yeah. be this show without Grams. Yeah. yeah, she's so loyal to everyone too. Like in her own Grams way, like she really like steals scenes where you don't think she would even be involved most of the time. She has all that wisdom too, that even like the normal adults that you would go to, you know what I mean? Go to her for things. Like she's always, she's always got your back. You know what I mean? Which is awesome. Yeah. So now we see everybody leaving the the house, like the wake is ending, except like our main crew. And Mm -hmm. Dawson's upstairs laying in his bed when Joey comes up and she's like, I can, I can stay a while if you want. And he's like, no, Joey, go back to school. It's much more important. And she's like, but I'm worried about, I'm worried about you. Um, She's not worried about school. And he's like, just go back to school. I just want to be alone. And he's, he is, he's still being like a little cold to her. And she's like, fine, I guess I'm leaving. And we cut to her and Pacey sitting outside of the B&B. And he tells her that death puts people in a really bad mood. He says, when I go, I want to go in a way that'll make everyone laugh. Like getting run over by a car full of clowns. That's funny. And she kind of laughs. And he says, mission accomplished. At least I got you to laugh. And she says, Dawson blames himself, you know. And he's like, why? And she tells him that Dawson wanted to drop out of film school and move to Boston. And he's like, well, why on earth would Dawson want to do that? And she just like kind of looks at him. And he's like, oh, I get it. You You can tell me, Joe. I'm not going to get upset. And she's like, I didn't ask him to do it. But didn't she kind of, though? Kind of. Like she kind of. She kind of put that in his head. I don't know. (laughs) Well, this, this is the part that drove me crazy. Okay, so he goes, if anyone understands the various shades of gray here, it's me. And I think it's time the two of you got your shot because you two never did. And the world could use as many Romeo and Juliet's as they can get. Did they we did not too. just have a fucking season where they were like together, 
going back behind everybody's back, trying to fall in love with the, like figuring out their relationship, falling in love on a boat together. And then like trying to like get through their relationship for an, a whole other season while still trying to uh, get back with their friend group because it was so like out of the, like so weird that they would even be dating. They, the writers gave us this whole story and now he's saying pretty much like, we're never going to be together. Go try to get your shot with Dawson. You deserve it. That to me is so bizarre. I don't understand it. And, and even though there's, there's sort of like, um, Dawson and Joey are sort of like making up in the beginning of this season. When she goes to, to see Pacey, when she sees him at the restaurant, she it's almost like she saw a ghost, right? And yeah. then when she goes to see him on the boat, they're talking like it's old times. I don't understand why they're doing this now, where he's just totally okay with it. It's so out of character. I, I think the whole purpose of him going away like he did is so that he can reconcile everything with his mind so what he's saying about being okay and not being upset and her moving on or going back to to joey didn't bother me so much as him saying you know you guys never got your shot like they had plenty yeah yeah they had plenty of chances yeah 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 Casey being the adult and the emo- like more emotionally mature and accepting that this is how this is going to be, that didn't bother me at all. He was away on a boat. He already told whoever he was feeling he was much better. He's more clear-headed now. Like, he's okay. He's come to terms with things. So him being okay with whatever's going on with him, that didn't bother me. But what bothered me was him being like, you guys never got your shot. You know, here's your chance. You know, like, I get it. I'm not upset about it. That bothered me because um, they were together. They had their shot. And then they actually recently almost had a shot again. You know what I mean? So, like, it's not even that. It's just they don't work. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Relationships yeah. don't work. Just let it go. You know what I mean? So, it's not even that they don't have their shot. They have their shot. The problem is that their shots they they just their relationships don't work. They, the whatever they're trying to do is not something that's meant to be in the cards. So that that just that pissed me off. <laughs> that no, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. That's I don't know. It just it 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 really did just bother me, and I was like, well, whatever. We, I mean, we all know how it ends, but right, still, it's like. <laughs> whatever i'm not even like a pacey joey person i just think it's just a weird way to um (laughs) i know i know that both of you are but i just think it's such a weird way for him to react to this news even though you know it just seemed to negate everything that happens in a way right that's my point yeah throw it away like because as a writer like, like you should still build on it like i feel like you could still build on that and like hint but like you can do it in a different way and like pacey still loves his friend i'm sure and joey uh and dawson's going through so much so like there could have been like a there could have been a different way to say it it feels like the other thing that drives me crazy too is that now that pacey is back in the fold with all of them because like yeah. they know that he's he's in boston now joey trying to like reconnect with Dawson while he's coming to Boston all the time. Um yeah. says a lot about her character where she's yeah. not really considering Pacey's feelings now because before it was all it was just about like um how Dawson felt when she was yeah. seeing Pacey. So now it's like 
I don't really care that you're if you feel a certain way because now I'm trying to get back with Dawson. But not for nothing though, Pacey was kind of a dick, and so I don't blame. Oh yeah, I don't blame her for not wanting to consistently think about his feelings all the time. (laughs) So I don't blame her. (laughs) Yeah. No, I I agree. It's it was just how their relationship was built up. That's all. It just made no sense for him to say any of this. That's all. Yeah, Yeah. So, anyway, she says, well, look how, look what happened to Romeo and Juliet. Accurate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if somebody, if my ex treated me the way that, like, the way that Pacey went through everything with her, like, I wouldn't have even been talking to him now. But they, they, they don't throw away their relationship. So I definitely wouldn't have taken his feelings into consideration. <laughs> so, uh, like, I mean. Like, if you were at a prom with him and he was like, you make me cringe when you touch me. <laughs> Whatever. All of that. All of that. Like, listen, all of that. I just, I wouldn't care about that anymore. Like, you literally just were a complete asshole. Why would I care about any of that now? Like, fuck you. Goodbye. Yeah, they made yeah. they made Pacey so like this, like unlikable. He was terrible. Oh, he was yeah. absolutely terrible. So her not taking those type of considerations the way she did. Um, with with Dawson, I can't blame her for it because she'd probably make herself crazy. Yeah. So so now we get Gail's memory with Mitch. She goes into the nursery and we see Mitch putting together um, a crib. And we think it's for Lily, but we find out that he's really doing it for Dawson. So um, Dawson's not born yet, I guess. And he says, what do you think he'll be? She says, if he's anything like you, a pain in the ass. And he says, I hope he's a freak. Freaks never peak in high school. They don't sell real estate when they're older and they don't beat their kids. She says, well, let's hope for a freak. <laughs> She's having this moment with him, this like sweet memory. Yeah. And that's when Dawson comes in and they end up just like staring over and looking at the baby, Lily, who's now asleep in her crib. <laughs> so Gal says the worst part of all this is She'll never know that he even existed. I was like, yes, he, she will, gal. I just want to have memories of him. But, I mean, you got pictures of him everywhere. You like, think I will that. never talk about <laughs> your father. You yeah, do yeah. not exist anymore. Like, what? <laughs> right, Gail. Okay. She, we'll like, she, she like, erases all the, his pictures. <laughs> Cuts them out of every picture. Gone. He's She's never like, existed. You're Jesus, child. Like <laughs> she's like she's like mom who's my dad and he's like she's like you didn't have one <laughs> he doesn't exist he doesn't yeah. exist you were a miracle well she was at her age she was pretty old right. when she had her she was like 50 wasn't she uh, something like that that's true they got a late start with that yeah, so off topic, but not really off topic. So I was wrapping up this episode when Chris came into the room and he's like, Whoa, what's up with this picture? You got two old people and a baby. <laughs> I'm like, Be oh, nice, yeah. Chris. The dad is dead. And he's like, Wait, what? He's like, Well, yeah, he's he thought it was old. really weird that they were <laughs> oh, old. No. He's like, Why? He's like, He's like, That's pretty impressive because she looks so old. I'm like, I mean, it wow. <laughs> He didn't mean it like a, a bad way, but it was just yeah. because we were just talking about like how old she was and how you know she's a little bit of a miracle just because oh, of yeah, yeah, yeah. 
you know what I mean? So it was just kind of funny that Chris said something in his own way. <laughs> Very similar. You know what's you know so frustrating, though, for her character? They kept cutting her hair and cutting her hair and cutting her hair until she looks super old. And yeah. if they had just kept her hair long like it was in the beginning of the second season, uh, yeah. she would have been such like a, a hot milf. And they didn't keep her like that. She just would have looked a lot younger than she than she looked in the later seasons. I don't understand why they just kept cutting her hair like they did. And this episode um, didn't do her any justice either, though. You know what I mean? She well, didn't have no, any makeup, but dark. I mean, it was the kind but of the yeah, point. She's yeah, mourning. that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, she's mourning, so that makes sense. But I mean, the the one that he was talking about was when they were taking the picture with the the stand, and it was the four of them. Oh right? yeah, okay. That's, that's the scene that he walked in. Why do they have such a and why do they have an infant at their age? And I'm like, man, it happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, possible. yeah. Anything's possible. Yeah. So, I think so. so Gal says, you know, she'll never know he even existed. And Dawson says, not if I have anything to do about it. He's like, I'm going to talk about him all the time. And Gal starts crying again. She's a mess. And she's like, you will get your life back. And he says, I'm not going anywhere. My place is here with you and Lily. And she yeah. says, you don't have to be so strong all the time. There's nothing to be ashamed of. And he says he doesn't feel anything. He's just numb. And he's like, it's not so bad. It's not so bad. <laughs> and she says, great, until it all comes crumbling down. And he says, yeah. well, until then. And I wrote, this is so sad. <laughs> it is really sad. I kept, I was lying on my pillow and I just kept wiping like the tears leaking from my eyes. I'm like, I'm not actually crying, but I can't stop my eyes from watering. Like, what is this? Stop it. Stop it. Right. emotional it is it was emotional so now we cut to pacey and he's in his uh truck and he has a this is when he has his memory with mitch and mitch is teaching him how to drive and he's like you know if you ever need me i'm here like your dad's like busy saving the town or whatever and um pacey just has like a nice just memory about that that's basically all it was um the thing that caught me off guard aubrey and Tell me if, like, you agree with me. Um, I was looking at Joshua Jackson, and I was like, I don't know why. He reminded me of my brother Richie in this scene. Oh, a little bit. Yeah, little maybe. Bit, right? I don't uh, know. Like, his mannerisms or something. I don't know what it was. I was like, wow, that's so it weird. Really he was, me yeah. my brother. Um, But it was a nice scene. He's, you know, we cut, when they cut back to Pacey sitting at the in the driver's seat, he's just, like, sort of looking over and, like, remembering much. Um, so he goes and wakes up Dawson and he's like, I want you to go for a ride with me. So he takes him to where Mitch, uh, died on the road. And you see like the, the streak marks and everything on the road. And yeah. And, um, he starts explaining everything to Dawson and Dawson, he's like a man named Gary Peters killed your father. It's you didn't do anything. It's not your fault. He's like, do not blame yourself for this. And cause Dawson's like, why are you doing this? So yeah, he didn't want to be there. He's like, I don't want to hear this. Why are you doing this? He's like, because it's not your fault. And he says, you got your father for 18 years and your father did one hell of a job. He made you into a man, a man that people care about and admire and respect. And most importantly, love. I'm doing this because once upon a time we were best friends. And that means whenever you need me, I'm here anytime, anywhere, any place forever. You understand that? And that like hit me. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that was oh my great. God. Yeah. 
Oh, and Dawson's like getting, you can see that he's getting upset in his face, but he's holding it in so much. Like he doesn't want to break. And then he finally just says, we should, we should get going. Um, So he's still not like getting it. I, like he's getting it. He's not like breaking, you know, getting there. he still won't let go. Yeah. Right. yeah. So now Joey's back at school talking to Audrey and I was like, oh my God, I forgot about Audrey. And loved <laughs> you loved it. Is that what you said? Oh no, I love Busy Phillips. So whatever. Oh. She did, I'm like, okay. So she. I forgot about it too because I forgot we were in the college years. <laughs> There's yeah. so much going on in this episode. Yeah, I was like, oh, Audrey. So <laughs> she's Audrey's asking what Mitch was like as a person and how's Dawson, and Joey's like, I I wouldn't know. He wanted nothing to do with me. I thought I would be this incredible resource because I've been there, but he didn't want anything from me. He didn't even want to sit there in silence. And now she's getting upset. And she says he just wanted to be there for her, right? Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. Was there for her. he was just trying to return that favor and be that person, but he's just was, yeah. he wasn't having it. Yeah. She says he just wanted me out of his sight. And she slams the closet door and she sits on her bed and she like puts her face in her hands and she starts crying. And Audrey goes over to try to console her, but she's just super upset about it. I was like, all right, Joey. <laughs> They're all mourning, though. Joey's mourning, too. Yeah, um, yeah. But she's yeah, like, yeah. you know, yeah. understand a little bit. Yeah. It's just, like, not getting yeah. that, you know? It's not about you, Joey. About you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. About you know, like, it. everyone, yeah. Everyone mourns in their own way. You have to be, like, respectful of that. You can't really try and control it, Joey. <laughs> she wanted somebody around. She had Dawson. Dawson doesn't want anybody around right now. He just wants to sit in silence. So it's hard for her to, I guess, understand it because their morning is different. Yeah, yeah. Each other. So now we get a very pivotal scene here where it's raining out. Gal and Dawson are sitting at the table, not eating. They're just like playing with our food. And Gal gets up because she's like frustrated. I don't know why. And she goes and like she gets milk out of her fridge and she's like, oh, we're all out of milk. Honey, would you be a gem and go? And then she like remembers and Dawson sort of like realizes what's happening. And she like slams the milk carton into the fridge like a maniac because she's like, this is how he trash died. Can. The trash can. And she like tries. It was like very aggressive. What did yeah. I say? It was just like, get this the fridge. fridge. Oh, she's like, sorry, get this thing can. away from me. First of all, here's my question. You got a new kid. You got a baby. And you got a family that obviously drinks a lot of milk. Why are you getting these half gallons? Or these <laughs> yeah, whatever yeah, they are? <laughs> what happened to the gallon milk? Why not get two? Like, if you're running out of milk this much, you're probably yeah. not getting enough. I was so confused. Like, that's what I focused yeah. on. After, like, the severity of this, the scene hit me. Because it was very, like, high energy. Like, very highly charged. That I felt like the scene was, but then I focused in on the milk because you know I was trying to not get that emotional. I'm like, why are they only buying these small cards of milk and they're always running out of it? Because you love milk, because you're such yeah, a milk, milk drinker. <laughs> Buy a gallon. Why are we getting these uh, little things? Like, what? with the kid, yeah. If you have like, even if you have like a a grown kid in your house, like Dawson, like. They go through a bunch of milk. Like, it doesn't make sense. Cereal, cookies, just glasses, chocolate milk. Come on. Just, uh, what are we doing here? Why are we only getting this much milk? Like, in my household, we always have, like, two gallons on on deck. Because we're always doing you know what? We've even been buying like the small ones because like I don't really drink milk that much and like oh. we'll use it for 
coffee or whatever. And sometimes that even goes bad. And I'm like, wow, we really don't drink a lot of milk here. Milk. Uh, but, yeah. <laughs> but we'll, I'll drink like, um, like some kind of like nut milk if we have it, which is weird. Or like, I like oat milk. It's weird. Oh, yeah. Maybe you put that flavored stuff. Maybe is that what it is? See, I don't, I just like want regular milk and I don't even drink chocolate milk anymore. Cause I'll just drink it just as is. I don't, I like, I like it, but then I always have cookies you know, like Oreos are almost almost always in my house at home. Like almost always. Like so, like I'm always milking cookies, and I we eat cereal. My family's big in the cereal. We go through milk a lot. Yeah, so yeah. that blew my mind. I'm like, why are we doing this? I mean, You're torturing I like, yourself. Yeah, it could have saved Mitch's life retroactively. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that guy would have, you know, fell asleep at the wheel and hit somebody else instead. It was inevitable. Oh, it was inevitable. Somebody was going to yeah. die that night. Yeah, had to be Mitch for the storyline. So Gail's like hysterical crying and then we just cut to Dawson and he's at the same store getting milk. That was like a broken cry too. Did anybody else say, I really felt that. You know what I mean? Like that was like a stop. That was broken. That wasn't even just like I'm crying. This was like, that was heavily charged. Yeah. Um, So the owner at the, the the cashier, the owner, whatever he is, um, he like apologizes for his father and he starts telling Dawson that his father was there. And he says, you know, he was proud of you. And he goes, how do I know that? Because when I mentioned you, his whole face lit up. He said, you were a brave kid, but he had no idea how you got to be that way. You had a romantic streak a mile long. He said he was proud to know you. I'm sorry if that makes you sad, Dawson, but I figured if someone says that about you, you ought to know. And Dawson gets in his car and we hear uh, James Taylor playing. What is that song called? I've seen fire. Fire and rain. Yeah. Fire and rain. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a that's an emotional song too. Yeah. I remember that they chose that. That was like the one detail I remembered about this episode. It's a good song. Yeah. yeah. I if they had replaced that with anything else, it would not have been effective. It wouldn't have worked. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it might. No, I don't think so. No, because I I do remember that from the the show too. Yeah. Um, so this is where Dawson finally breaks. And he's sitting in the front seat of the car and he's crying. And we get like a little montage where Audrey is taking Joey out where they meet Jack and Jen. And um, we see Graham's looking at pictures and Gal is, I guess she was singing to Lily, but she, her, there was no voiceover with her. It was just the song playing. And we see that Audrey and Joey and Jack and Jen are at Pacey's restaurant where they're all sitting around the table together and they go to cheers and Joey looks over at like an empty seat. That's supposed to be where Dawson was sitting. And Dawson finally like sort of like calms down and he, and he drives away. And the final scene we get is with Mitch and Dawson and Gal and the baby. And they're out back on their massive land. (laughs) And, He's taking, he's taking a family picture and um they're just having like a cute moment as a family so dawson's like um he's like so he's like setting a timer and he's like quick 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 like let's get in the picture and it's the picture that we keep seeing throughout the episode where where it's just mm-hmm. the four of them and dawson's like all right i gotta go i'm gonna be late to the movies with everybody he says to him later creator <laughs> Yeah, later creators. And I was like, did he say that throughout other episodes? No, I don't remember that. that I've never heard him say it before. It's kind of, I don't know. It's not 
11. I don't know. I don't know it's how. It's better I than later that. Gator. I guess he just turned yeah. it around instead of saying, well, later Gator, it's, you know. Creators, because they're his creators. And I was like, that's a nerdy thing for like a high school or college kids to say. I don't know. I guess it's like a cute thing that they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's a but he's never said it, so. Yeah, um, I've never heard him say it. I have a funny thing that me and Adriana have been doing for years where um, I go, later skater, and she goes, rockinator. <laughs> we still Aww, do cute. Um, and when and when we see each other, we give I give her a kiss on each cheek. I go, that's how rich white ladies kiss each other. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, we'll never be rich white ladies, Adrian. (laughs) (laughs) The French. (laughs) It's funny. Also Um, the French. And I guess I was basing it off of Real Housewives. (laughs) Fair, fair, of course. So Mitch offers to take Lily in to like change her or something or feed her. I don't remember. And she's like, no, I'll take her in. Boys and their toys. And she's like, oh, figure out your camera. <laughs> Wait, that was, oh no, that was like a, because that was like kind of the last line, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Boys and their toys. What an interesting choice for this episode to be. But that's. I know. I like that it was full circle though, because we were seeing this picture everywhere, and none of us actually have a memory of this picture because we never actually saw this take place. Yeah. So they ended it with probably the last picture they ever took as a family. Yeah. Uh, so it was it was like a full circle moment, I guess. It was nice. Well, speaking no, of full circle, we literally see him. He like takes a look around his whole space, and he's. Yeah. I guess he's thinking like, "This is my life." You know what I mean? And like, he's just happy in that moment so it's very it is very it's just very sad to know that you know it ended the way it did but but yeah that was the oh he ends up going inside and that's how the episode ends and we got the end credits and next episode is episode five use your disillusion which i don't even know what it's about (laughs) (laughs) i don't remember either it's gonna be a it's gonna be a mystery for us both I hope there's close-up magic. I don't know that there will be, but I hope there is for both of you. <laughs> um, well, I did start watching it, and it's just, there's like a scene with Gail folding a blanket, and Dawson comes in with like hair from the sink, and she thinks it's like a spider or something, and she screams. And he's like, it's just your hair from the sink. I unclogged it. <laughs> Why is her hair in the sink instead? Of, like the shower? I get. I sink? guess. I don't remember. It's something Don't like even think. Is she dyeing her hair in the sink? Is she just brushing it over top of the sink? Like, let me just... I don't know. I don't get it. Why the sink? Should not be in the kitchen sink. Well, that was was the episode. Do you guys have any final thoughts? None additional. All right. R.I.P. Damn ice cream cone. Yeah. (laughs) I thought it was a good episode to give, like, a send-off to John Wesley Shipp and his character. Um, Yeah. I think he deserved it. I think, you know, him and Mary Margaret Humes were, their characters were just as important to the show as the kids are. And like I said in the beginning of the episode, if you're watching, rewatching this, like I am as a 40 something, you really do appreciate those those characters so much more than you do as a 17 year old watching the show. And, um, you know, their, their storylines are just very relatable. And, uh, I'm sad that he's gone and you know, I'm going to message him after we like sign off and be like, we just finished watching the episode 
and oh, capped it. it. And, you know, it was just a great portrayal of, um, you know, the character and all this stuff. I'm going to say something sweet to him, but Aww. let's see if he responds back. Who knows? We uh, missed you. Yeah. But Pitch. Bring that can be a spin-off like the Graham spin-off. We'll just be a ghost. We'll just bring yeah. some paranormal shit in, you know? We'll bring Jen Lindley back. Oh my god. Like, it could be like a good place. It's like Star Wars, guys. We'll just have the force. Yeah. No, yeah, how about Jen's daughter can be Jen now? <laughs> oh, I forgot it. about that. Guys, you just reminded me of a very bleak moment in Dawson's Creekdom. Yeah. she has the baby named amy right and then she amy can just be michelle williams now <laughs> she's just at the play really <laughs> or it could be michelle williams daughter she has a daughter oh, yeah. that's true Is she i'm sure she's she a good look like her yeah. well before we log off i do want to read um one of our apple podcast reviews that we've gotten recently mm-hmm. um this is from Erin J55, and she says, It's the best part of my week. This podcast is amazing. Jamie and Steven are so funny together. They make you feel like you're one of their friends. <gasps> that is so We sweet. are your friend. <laughs> That's so great. Well, thank you, Erin J55. We really appreciate your comment. And thank you for rating and reviewing. Um, yes. <laughs> we need you to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. We would greatly appreciate it. Um, just go on there and give us a five-star rating and review and it'll help our podcast show up on their feed even more. So um, yeah, just do that for us. It'll help us immensely. That's all I got to say about that. Peace and carrots. Peace and carrots. <laughs> but I think we can end the episode. Aubrey, thank you for coming on again. And I really yeah. appreciate it. And I'm glad that we were able to, I know the last episode uh, we kind of like hijacked it by talking about our Wilmington, our time in Wilmington together. Um, but I'm glad that we were able to just sort of just dive into this episode and just talk about uh, it. But um, <laughs> no, but your Wilmington stories were great, and I'm sure our listeners appreciated it too. It's like they're listening to celebrities talk. <laughs> well, <laughs> I also have to say this episode uh was recorded like no the the other episode the. Episode three was recorded like three weeks ago, I think. Yeah, pretty Whereas much. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we had a couple of things at uh, how much those, so how much has changed? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> um, but Aubrey, tell everybody where to find you. I know that you have um an hilarious podcast right now. Thank you. We have a podcast called Cookbook Obscura. You can find it at Cookbook Obscura. Uh, You know how to spell cookbook probably, but Obscura is O-B-S-C-U-R-A. And we cook through the Nancy Drew podcast. And last week, I almost set my kitchen on fire. Oh, my God. It's okay. It's not. No. So we made corn dogs and uh, they don't tell you many instructions. So we're like, we're going to wing it. We'll see what happens. The two other people made them in an air fryer and a deep fryer. I made them as Carolyn Keene suggested in a vat of corn oil on the uh, stovetop. And it's like a normal I, way to fry things. I mean, it yeah. is. But so the temperature, it heats itself up so fast that like I checked the temperature at 350, which I think was my temp and then put down the heat a little bit, but it didn't matter. And the first one got like, extremely i put it in and it just started like crackling and it started like spinning itself it burnt um so then i 
took the oil down. It was like splattering. I was fine though. Um, I had a lid close by and then I moved it over and I made like four other like pretty nice ones. I'll also send you a picture for visual, but like they were pretty okay. Uh, but the burnt one, I was curious to see like if it was gross. So I tasted it. <laughs> was it cooked and all it was, the way through? Yeah, it was, it was more than cooked. It was, <laughs> it was, it was done. It wasn't like hard though. It was actually a really good recipe. Um, sorry. And then I'll, then I'll, then I'll let you end your episode. Um, fine. but it, it required like, so, uh, there was egg, there was flour, sugar, um there was onion soup mix okay and powdered mustard which really gave it the flavor there's a powdered mustard yeah i have tons of it left if you need any i can just give it i don't like mustard like that but i just didn't know powdered mustard wait there was there was no cornmeal or corn um oh yeah so there was there was self-rising cornmeal and self-rising flour Okay, yeah. Okay. So that's, yeah. That would make it a corn dog. You know, corn dog. Why yeah, couldn't yeah. you just use like oh well you're doing the full recipe? I was gonna say, why couldn't you just yeah. use one of those like cornbread mixes and just use that? No, so we're cooking according to this, which is a cookbook for kids, which I'm like, how many kids had set their houses on fire? Oh my <laughs> like, god. It's like my I feel like here. yeah, hot scary. oil is not for kids. No, so I looked it up not for even <laughs> It's not for me. I barely survived it. I was like, Wendy, I'm sorry. I almost burnt your house down. It oh was my fine. God. It just was like splattering. And I was like, how do I control this? And then like, we have to make them right before the podcast. So I'm always worried that like something's going to happen upstairs, like with the oven, like that I'm not aware of when I'm down here. Oh my so God. I was like, I took it off and I was like, it's cool. Like I, I measured the temperature and it was like down like 200 degrees so i was like i think that's fine it won't like do anything weird um but yeah we've been cooking through this cookbook and it's wild uh i had to did i tell you guys we broiled a grapefruit broiling yeah. is also scary I think you told us that i think okay that was the one i did right before that but yeah it's been a wild ride uh we made mystery corn pudding uh it's all my stomach's gonna fall out of my body <laughs> um <laughs> guarantee no doubt about it but yeah it's it's really fun because we get to like talk to other people and we get to like make a recipe in our own ways and uh we're on buzzsprout so you can find us now on spotify apple podcast amazon music right <laughs> yeah i'll link everything in our notes and right. i i have to be honest with you i haven't listened to it yet but i will well, it's okay but i think it would be fun to watch you guys yeah, I feel like you guys type of podcast. Yeah, YouTube for sure. Yeah, oh, you the, can watch it on YouTube. Yeah, because in the mystery corn pudding, though, I want to warn you, I I did a variation that they suggested, which was the grossest one, and uh, I made a cheese sauce, and we got like a glob, like I like drop a glob down, and like everyone's like, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's, it's a nice, like yeah, it's like very visceral. Um, <laughs> oh my god! I'm gonna watch it now. Let me ask you: Do you guys all cook it separately and then do it all over Zoom, or do you meet in person? So we do it separately for now, just because we're all in different places. And one of the co-hosts, Ralph, uh, when we started this podcast, he was having his kitchen renovated, so he doesn't have a stove or an oven. Um, so he's 
He's making everything in an air fryer or like a toaster oven or oh. a microwave. Like, yeah. Useful. It's fun. Yeah. So we eventually will make stuff together. I think it'll be cheaper too as well. But for now, we're just, uh, it's kind of fun to do it all alone because we've each gotten like our own variations and our own, uh, we have our own like uh, disasters and like little victories. So it's fun to like compare and contrast everything and like the recipes truly haven't been most of them have been pretty good those corn dogs like were pretty like carnival grade corn dogs yeah i mean like who doesn't like a corn dog (laughs) yeah they were really good i mean corn oil (laughs) like cooking stuff in a bunch of corn oil will not be great on your stomach after you're 30 but (laughs) well you know what though i mean you could have probably changed the oil to something different no, like, I don't want to they... do that to Carolyn Keen. I don't want to do it. I don't want, I want to stick to her very vague recipes because like, so like it didn't tell you to reduce the heat for the oil. It didn't tell you how long to keep the corn oh, that's dogs. dangerous. <laughs> Super dangerous. And a kid's cookbook. Let me just say it one more time. <laughs> for the people in the back. Um, so what is the name of it on YouTube? Uh, Cookbook Obscura. So we're just at Cookbook Obscura, I think. So you can find us there. Okay. We link it up in the show notes on Buzzsprout too. So. Okay. Yeah. Right. Is there anything else that you want to? Yeah, I'm King. So uh, we're producing this as King Friday Productions, which is Shannon DeVito and myself. And we're like a friendship producing uh, pair that has been performing and creating stuff for like over a decade. So uh so yeah it's fun as a Sean uh, forever. yeah not as long as you <laughs> that's true <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah we got cast on our uh, this is going to be a repeat for everyone you can cut it up uh we got cast on an improv team together and we are very similar minds and hearts and we uh we like to make each other laugh and create stuff so it's been a really nice uh it's been a really nice journey and uh i'm excited to keep doing stuff so yeah We'll uh, we'll definitely check all those out, Aubrey. Thanks for letting us know. <laughs> no, I really, I really do want to watch Cookbook <laughs> Obscura on YouTube. I want to definitely watch it. Yeah, we have a new episode dropping on Friday, and that's the mystery corn pudding. So that's gonna oh, be a um, Thank you guys for having me. You guys are so great. Uh, I oh, we appreciate you coming on. We're <laughs> super happy anytime. Jamie, why don't you tell everybody where to find you? Of course. So you can find me on Instagram at jlynn underscore book lover. Beautiful. Nice. <laughs> and if you want to follow us, you can find us on Instagram at Creek Talk Podcast and on Twitter at Creek Talk Pod. And you can also join our Facebook group and interact with us over there. You can also send us any type of feedback or any type of story that you want us to read on our next episode. You can send it to creektalkpodcast at gmail.com. Um, we've been getting some really great messages from people that they're just personal stories. So it's been fun reading those. And yeah, um, yeah, we just want to share that with our listeners. If you are feeling generous, like I said before, you can give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you're feeling super generous, please click our link tree in any of our bios and join our Patreon, where we just finished recapping the entire series of Young Americans. (laughs) It's been... You almost forgot the name there. I did. Um, (laughs) 
But um, <laughs> yeah, they're really. It was really fun recapping that show. It's sad that it never came back for a second season. But um, starting next month, we will be recapping the Kevin Williamson created Glory Days, which was on the WB in 2002. I think it was another one season wonder, but it's it's a it's a goodie. So we hope everybody pays to listen to that one. It'll be great. <laughs> Did you realize that Young Americans is a song and uh, Glory Days yes. is also Springsteen? <laughs> Jamie Jamie would sing Young Americans all the time, and I would sing Glory Days. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but for now, we appreciate you listening, and we hope everybody has a great weekend or whatever you're doing. And yeah, we'll be back next week with an all new episode of Creek Talk Podcast. Um, Bye. (laughs) (laughs) So stupid. So great. You guys are great. Stephen, you have such a relaxing (laughs) podcast voice too when you do the intros and outros. Oh, really? (laughs) You shouldn't hear me do it. So so (laughs) stupid. No, you shouldn't hear me. I don't even know what I'm saying half the time. (laughs) Oh, my God. Talking about Dawson's Creek.